0: Hello, podcast listeners. Uh, this is Paul uh, live from Cleveland right now. It is Thursday the tenth, uh, I think it is Thursday the tenth of October. Uh, just uh, quite literally sitting outside of uh, the Crown Plaza Hotel in Independence, Cleveland, uh, waiting for my ride to the airport to fly uh, onto Orlando tonight. So I've just wrapped up two days with um, uh, masterminding with uh, some of the top business owners from around uh, the US. Um, some from Belgium, uh, Austria and even uh, from Dubai and um, a couple of things that are on my mind uh, question that I'm often asked is uh, what's the best thing to invest in, and um, something that we were speaking about over the last couple of days here in the mastermind that I thought would be fun uh, to share with you. Um, so the question that I often get asked, and uh, we've been discussing, is um, what's the best thing to invest in? So there's a lot of uh, talk about whether you, you know, you invest in property, you invest in business, you invest in gold, you invest in the stock market. Uh, all of those things are pretty, you know, pretty hot right now. Uh, but ultimately, I believe the best thing to invest in uh, is yourself. Um, without doubt, the ROI on investing in yourself is uh, absolutely uh, makes all of these other things pale into insignificance. In fact, uh, investing in yourself and your education and your you know your own way of uh, growing as a person and developing a person actually sets up the opportunity to invest in all of those other things. So, if you are a fan of my work, you'll know that I talk a lot about cause and effect. That the uh, people who live at the effect level of life they are the ones who, who usually struggle, they uh, generally live a very uh, passive life, they're very frustrated always waiting for something to happen whether it is a change in government or their boss to give them a promotion or just uh, you know a winning lottery ticket, they're waiting all the time at the effect level of life and ultimately success is at the cause level of life so Um, The reason I think investing in yourself is the most important thing and and ultimately is the best investment you can ever make is because uh, if you think about what happens when you do invest in yourself, it actually sets up the opportunity to invest in things like stock market, houses, gold, bonds, whatever it is that you want to invest in. Um, So the cause and effect relationship, it really is in play everywhere. So as you take that deeper, you start to realize that most people want to invest in things like businesses. They want to invest in the stock market. So the typical American or Brit right now, you know, would love to have money to invest in property. It's Everywhere I go in, and particularly here in the US, um, I speak to people who tell me that they want to invest in property, they'd like to get into real estate. And great, it's a fabulous investment. I own um, many, many houses, and you know, the, the cash flow and the, the equity that that gives me is uh, tremendous in terms of what it, you know, affords me at the end of the month for my uh, lifestyle or just, you know, the ability to watch uh, to watch it grow and, and ultimately, uh, my long-term wealth uh, increase month on month passively as such. But it isn't really passive because um, I'm having to do something to fuel it. So to actually be in a position to invest in property or to be in a position to invest in the stock market, which I do as well, or to be in a position to invest in businesses, um, which currently I only invest in my own businesses, um, I have to actually achieve something so money doesn't grow on trees and uh, in order to invest in the stock market unless somebody, daddy or whoever uh, who most definitely doesn't give me money um, I need to go and actually create some kind of uh, thing some entity or some kind of value that generates cash for me to be able to invest in the stock market and property now ultimately i'm the greatest asset that i've got in my life and likewise so are you you are the greatest asset that if you want to be able to invest in the stock market well invest in yourself first investing in yourself first ultimately puts you in a position to increase value you know you you become more valuable so you can provide more value and ultimately you're only ever going to get paid out on uh, on value so um if you pushed me on it you'd have you know, I'd never back down from telling you that it's uh, investing in yourself, uh, making that commitment to get to places like masterminds, to get to conferences, uh, to continue to learn, continue to grow. It's funny, we uh, have a big competition coming up. We have the best, PTO, uh, best PT CEO competition coming up in, in Orlando soon. So uh, we're rounding up the best CEOs of my community to look at you know, what, what successes they've had this year. Now, some of them, um, some of them have generated over $200,000 in profit. And um, that's not an exaggeration, $200,000 in profit. Uh, I think the average is well over $100,000. Um, and for many of them, the best thing is that they've stepped back from care. But what, you know, so none of them are now uh, completely dependent upon them having to treat patients. Their business uh, runs exclusively um, without them uh, for the the large part. So not just making $200,000 profit, it's that other people are actually generating that profit for these business owners. And we're going to be showcasing them in Orlando soon. But i'm reading through their documents so what what we do is we get all of uh, our ceos to submit uh, their essay it's called a better your best essay it's it's a review of the year and it tells us what they've done and what their achievements are so as well as making two hundred thousand dollars in profit and many of them stepping back from 40 hours a week in patient care down to almost zero um, what they actually tell us is the best thing um, about the year isn't the money and isn't stepping back from patient care what they're saying in their uh, in their essays, their preparation documents ahead of the competition, is the best thing has actually been the development and the growth of themselves the development and the growth of themselves which really only happens when you do commit to things like masterminds and programs and you get to being in a room with super smart business owners who expand your thinking all of your uh, success will come from thoughts and the way that you currently think and to change the thoughts uh, one of the things you have to do is is change the you know the people that you surround yourself with otherwise you know that person that you're asking for advice for the last 10 years um, if life hasn't moved on Change the person that you're speaking to. If if you know you're constantly doing the same things, you, you're constantly going to get the same results all of your progress will come from upgrading your thoughts and your thoughts get upgraded because of the commitment you make to yourself, whether it's in coaching, whether it's in masterminds and those types of things. Um, so I just thought that was fascinating. I wanted to share that, that that's been on my mind the last couple of days, you know, whenever we get around business owners, but we're always asking, uh, what we're investing in and you know, what money are you putting into the stock market and what equity are you buying in businesses or houses? Uh, these are the type of conversations that I've had for the last few days. Um, but ultimately, uh, we all conclude that the greatest investment is in yourself. If you wanted to give me, uh, give you some strategic or some, you know, what I what I think, number one would be yourself. Number two would be your own business. Always, always invest in the thing that you know the most about, which has to be your business. A um, mistake that business owners make is that they think because they've been successful in one business, um, that they're automatically going to be successful in everything else that they do, and they start dabbling in other businesses just because they've made some money in their first business. The smartest thing to do is to come Continue to invest in the growth of the business that you have uh, already got so investing in yourself improves the business that you've got once you start to improve the business that you've got continue to invest in it and once it really does start to spit out uh, free-flowing cash which is for me the goal of business uh, put it into um, into assets uh, the next thing for me would be well, you could argue that the stock market will give you a higher return uh, over a longer period of time than property, and that's, that is factually true, um, but it obviously is slightly more risky. Um, you could invest into other people's businesses where, um, you know, for example, the stock market might give you a... I think I read something recently that over the last 50 years, if you'd invested in uh, low cost index trackers, you'd have got something like a 9.5% return. Uh, after inflation probably a a five or six percent return on your money over 50 years Um, so you're you know you're looking for those types of returns whereas uh, with something like the stock market the only downside is if there's a big crash when you need your money Uh, you might have to wait two or three years for it to come back and that's not great if you need that money to invest in other things or pay off your mortgage or you know there's a a medical emergency and you need a hundred grand you might be caught short a little so i'm a huge fan of of property uh, and large buying uh, up uh, two and three bedroom homes uh, renting them out and getting the cash flow by and large you know barring absolute things that probably have you know never happened before if you uh buying houses for cash and you rent them out Uh, you're always going to make a good 8 to 10% return on your money and uh, that money comes in month after month after month and by and large is uh, pretty pretty uh, I'm not gonna say exempt from you know things that are going on in in stock markets and governments but to to a certain degree they are people are always going to want houses and they're always going to want to rent uh good affordable houses so i i like to invest in in property for that reason um the other thing you could invest in is is obviously the businesses where the yields might be 30 or 40 percent return on your money but it obviously comes at significant risk so uh just some of the things that that you can invest in really but it's yourself it's your own business Uh, it could be somebody else's business uh you might make more money but it comes at higher risk stock market most definitely you're probably looking at a nine or ten percent yield you're gonna have to play that long game um and make sure that. you don't need the money when uh and if the stock market is is at a low Uh, right now it's at a big high and obviously after a high comes a fall uh which is why i love property it's just a safe medium uh type risk investment um eight to ten percent yield on my money year after year after year and uh it's free-flowing cash that uh you know is is a pretty solid um investment so obviously i'm not a uh a lawyer or a consultant when it comes to giving out financial advice, but that's just some of the things that I think about when it comes to investing. So, what else is on my mind? Um, accountability. Accountability. So again, I'm fresh from two days with um, everybody in the room is minimum seven-figure business. Uh, some of the room, uh, some of the people in the room were uh, fifteen million dollars. Some were at three. Some were at two. Some were at eight and nines. Um, so great conversations flow when you're in a room with multi-million-dollar, uh, seven-figure businesses, and I'm always keen to be in that room um, as much uh, to understand how successful people think. And one of the uh, you know the things that we often talk about. In mastermind um, that I'm in with with Dan Kennedy, um, the accountability really is the lifeblood of any success. The, the most important thing in success is accountability. You, you know, I said differently, you can't achieve it without uh, being held accountable. And if you look at most people, they actually run from accountability. If you look at the typical business owner, um, they don't want any accountability. They don't want to be part of masterminds. They don't want to get a coach. They don't want somebody telling them what to do and where to be. Their ego takes over there, you know, particularly we see it in professional practices. Um, there's a guy in my mastermind who's a lawyer and a couple of dentists and I I'm a, a PT. Um, and we will all conclude that one of the biggest issues that professional practice uh, people have is their own ego gets in the way of them being held accountable. They think it's beneath them. Um, they don't think that they need to have somebody who kicks their ass and coaches them and you know tells them that they need to do something by next Thursday. Um, they think they're above that. And um, one of the things that I, I think is, you know, for a lot of small businesses is that's actually that's actually their problem. They've got nobody holding them accountable and you could take that everywhere in your life. You look at staff, they hate being held accountable, the bad ones, the B, the B players, the C players. The thing that you'll find that they have is that they don't want to be held accountable you look at your air players your your people who are your, you know your true superstars in your team they love to be held accountable tell me what to do and when you want it doing what's the standard great if i didn't hit it what do i need to do to hit it next time they don't take it personally they've got no ego uh their only ego is is driven by achievement and success it's not you know it's not a fear of failure so i i see that a lot you know certainly um Around as I now coach business owners, that the thing that really separates the the, the the good from the the rest or the great from the from the average is accountability and the ability to uh, you know be comfortable with being held accountable it 's the absolute lifeblood of success, your ability to have somebody hold you accountable hold yourself accountable to certain standards. Uh, not just get out of bed every day and and, you know go to work and hustle it's actually to achieve something it's that i will do this by this date and if i didn't achieve it i want somebody to help me understand why i didn't where the gaps are in my knowledge where the gaps are in my skill set so that i can upskill Um, and improve the next time around you imagine if Usain Bolt didn't have a coach I have no doubt that he would have still been a very you know very quick runner a very successful sprinter Um, but without a coach holding him accountable every day um, would he have been the world's best well of course he wouldn't it's not possible you know raw skill only gets you so far in the end if you don't and aren't held accountable you're working hard on the wrong things Uh, or you will do as many people do and, and you think you're above needing somebody to coach you and help you and Uh, Sadly, that is the demise of most businesses and if I really was pushed on it, um, I would tell you that I believe that most businesses do struggle um, because they don't have the skills, but they don't have the skills because they're not willing to be held accountable uh, to learn the skills and actually execute on the things that they need to do. We're seeing it more and more with our coaching program, the 4% Club Mastermind. Uh, the, the 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 overwhelming stunning success. Uh, somebody asked in the group recently, "What's the ROI on joining?" And people jumped in, and, and it was just you know overwhelming. Some of the things that they'd said about how much money they've made and doubling their profits. And one guy had gone from four hundred thousand to eight hundred thousand. Um, one lady uh, from Washington went from two to three grand a month to over thirty-five grand a month in less than twelve months since they have joined us. Now, I'd like to say that we are solely responsible for that but I'm not. Ultimately, what we do is we create a program that puts accountability at the forefront and just make sure that the business owners in our program, yeah, they're surrounded by smart people. They're uh, upgrading their skills. They're upgrading their thoughts. They're changing their thoughts. But ultimately, what they've got is an accountability network. Um, we've got a series of coaches that work with them every week or every two weeks. Um, we hold them accountable. We you know, help them uh, change the way they see the problems that they've got. We uh, make sure that there's no excuses for getting things done. Um, no matter how big or how small um, uh, people are making progress, when you build momentum over a 12, 18-month period of time, all of a Sudden, you start to see you start to see the results that you you know you truly want and it, it doesn't just become about getting some extra patience this week it actually is about achieving a 12 or an 18 month goal which might be double profits which might be to go from three grand a month to four grand a month and that same person or, or 40 grand a month sorry that same person had hired a front desk uh, girl and a full-time PT in that time as well. So uh, amazing things happen in business when you're, when you're uh, held accountable. So um, I do think that the lifeblood of success is accountability, and most people run from it. Uh, and just to compound what I'm saying, uh, look at the most successful time in most people's lives. It's actually when they're schoolchildren. Uh, they're achieving a lot. You know, when you're a child, you achieve so much. Why is that? Because you are accountable to two people, your parents and school teachers. Think about it. The thing that you hated as a child was being held accountable by your teachers and your parents. Uh, it was actually the reason that you achieved so much as a child. What happens when you turn 18 or 21 and you leave? You know, you leave home. You leave the education system. No more accountability. Well, you got your wish. You know, we got our wish in that we didn't have anybody holding us accountable. We were free. We could go to work, and other than some, you know, supervisor uh, making sure that we turned up for work. Um, we didn't have any parents checking in on us we didn't have anybody asking what we've achieved what we're going to do better how we're going to get better what's our plan to grow Um, that all stops when you leave the education and and your home uh, system but for many I believe it's actually to their detriment so the thing that you crave as a kid which is a lack of accountability is actually the reason that you're enjoying the most amount of success I'm just gonna leave that with you for you to think on how are you right now with accountability take a look around you at all of the people in your life how successful are they and if they're not as successful as they would like just ask yourself how accountable they are who are they accountable to because i am telling you i'm i'm you know i'm talking to a lot of people i'm traveling all over the world meeting business owners i'm well outside of my little bubble of where i live in hartley or where i was raised to uh you know working with businesses all across the world and the thing that i see Um, that is, I believe, causing so much uh, lack of success and lack of fulfillment and lack of growth is that people run from accountability. So what about you? What's happening in your life right now? Who's holding you accountable? Who is kicking your ass when it needs to be kicked? Who is telling you that you are letting yourself down? Uh, Are you willing to hear that? If not, let me know how that goes for the rest of your life. Um, as you continue to, to ultimately and, and you know, don't take this the wrong way, I, I mean it respectfully. Every time that that you know, we tell ourselves we're gonna do something, but we don't do it uh, and then we promise ourselves we'll do it next time and we still don't do it, uh, we're lying to ourselves. It's a charade. It's a it's a you know it's a mess and it'll just continue for year after year after year. So um, I mean all of this respectfully when I say it and my intent is pure to help you grow as a person and to help you grow as a business owner uh, and I truly hope you take on board what I'm saying. It comes from a place of, uh, you know, first, uh, the, the school of hard knocks, if you like. I've learned all these lessons myself. Uh, I've invested in myself. I continue to travel to invest in myself Um, I continue to put my money where my mouth is I uh, practice what I preach uh, and I'm just passing on lessons having a damn good time uh, uh, doing it so take them uh, take them however you want best thing to invest in undoubtedly yourself and the lifeblood of success is accountability which you usually get when you do invest in yourself so the two um, you know the, the the two tick the box and last thing what's on my mind I was just scrolling through Facebook before I came on uh, this today just to see what's uh, what's happening in the groups um, that I'm a part of and um, an interesting question I saw uh, somebody asked what sticks out during an interview for you? So the question was really, what are you looking for in a candidate uh, during an interview? What's the thing that, that you know we should look for? And this person, by the sounds of it, was going through their first interview, hiring somebody. And it got a lot of comments underneath and I was quite intrigued. So I, I had a little scroll and uh, the overwhelming uh, majority of people said something along the lines of, you know, when I interview, I'm looking for a potential. I'm looking for willingness to learn. I'm looking for uh, humility and drive, and those were the things that people um, were were saying that you should look for in an interview. Now, as much as I agree with all of those things, I think there's one thing missing. So if you're uh, interviewing soon, uh, these are just a reminder of the facts. Uh, The facts, potential, willingness, learn, humility and drive, they're all wonderful things to look for, but they shouldn't be the thing that you recruit somebody for. You must recruit somebody for this one thing and this one thing only. The overwhelming reason that you are recruiting somebody when you are interviewing is this. Write this down, it will never change. Have they solved your problem before? Have they solved your problem before? people are employed to solve problems you pay them you compensate them first and foremost to uh, buy their time and with that time we want to solve problems that your business has the number one thing now i'm not saying that potential and willingness to learn and humility and so on are not important they are but they cannot come at the substitute of the person that you're speaking to having had experience of solving your problem. If they don't, I'm, I'm going to tell you again from somebody who has rode the bull 70 times and more when it comes to recruitment and had my fingers bent many times and now is working with business owners all over the world. I've got 460 people in a community that I work with who are members of my programs and the number one mistake that we see them make is in hiring and hiring on future potential instead of previous experience and problem solving. Solving the problems that they've got. You must get the facts, you must get the data. The minute you start talking about things like potential and willingness and drive, it's future-based. It is imagination-based. We don't know. They can tell you the best story in the world about their potential and their willingness and their drive and so on, but really what we're testing there is their imagination. And they're usually telling you what you want them to hear. What your job is as an interviewer is to find the facts, the data, the truth, the rubber meets the road when you ask for what have you done in relation to solving the problem that I have. What is the problem? Well, I put it to you, the problem is most business owners don't know what they're hiring for. They think they need a front desk person and that front desk person's job is to answer the phone and send some emails and respond to faxes. That front desk person their job is to acquire customers or retain customers. That's all it ever is in business. And you want to know what they've done in relation to acquiring customers for businesses. And if they've done your job and they've solved your problem for somebody else multiple times over, you never want to be the first uh, bull, if you like, that they're, they're riding. They must have rode the bull in the past. Then you get to talking about potential and willingness and you choose the best candidate. But most important is that they've solved the problem. If you choose somebody who hasn't solved your problem and it's based upon potential or willingness, you might get it right, but I'm telling you, you will get it wrong more times than than right because it's all future-based stuff. The best indicator of how they'll behave in the future is quite simply how they've behaved in the past. Interviews by and large are about the past, not the future. Human behavior is consistent 88% of the time, which is why you see the phenomenon of an employee coming through the doors who for the first 90 days is wonderful and great and does everything that you ask them and then after 90 days, slowly but surely, their true colors are revealed and they are unable to sustain the pace that they set in the first 90 days. And that's because by and large, they made you a promise in the interview that they couldn't live up to because their behavior is consistent 88% of the time, which is why all interviews must be conducted and all recruitment processes must be recruited uh, on uh, acquiring the facts. What have they done in the past and make your decision on that? And if you are looking at somebody who hasn't done it for somebody else before, solved your problem, your specific problem, you are taking a risk. It's completely up to you. uh, But most people get it wrong when they start taking risks like that. So anyway, there you go. That's what's on my mind. I'm going to flag my Uber. it is 5:30 i've got to get uh, i've got to get over to cleveland airport i think my flight is at 7:55 tonight off to charlotte uh, quick turnaround around in Charlotte 42 minute layover I think it is then I'm down to Orlando for midnight uh, I'm back uh, with the kids tonight and into the office tomorrow for a long weekend uh, which I'm excited about Natalie has friends uh, not friends sorry brother uh, coming into town and kids so we're very excited my little boy Harry uh, his best friend uh, is uh, his cousin Liv who flies out this week for two weeks with us um, they've been on FaceTime every single day this week uh, counting down the days uh, to until she gets here so uh, we're excited to have some family out and it's the start of I think now the next six weeks we've got uh, non-stop when it comes to family Natalie's brothers out then Natalie's mom and dad's out then we've got a week off uh, but my staff come out uh, my best friend comes out and then I think I've got another week off and my sister and her boyfriend come out for two weeks uh, as well so we're gonna have a lot of fun next few weeks one of the best things about living in Orlando uh, is not just the weather and Disney world it's that uh, it's a place that a lot of our friends and family want to come Uh, to and we're giving them an excuse to do that so uh, a lot of people are benefiting right now from Uh, the wonderful and very blessed life that we are lucky enough to be living. So look, anything is possible. Uh, Take these lessons. It's completely up to you. You can think that I'm talking out my ass and you can think, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm not really bothered. I'm just telling you what is working for me, what I think uh, and what I'm seeing working for the now 400 plus business owners that I'm working with around the world. So uh, take it, uh, hopefully, uh, at least consider it. Um, If you don't like it, great, but at least give it some thought. Uh, ultimately what we're after here is autonomy in your thinking and autonomy in the way that you act uh, at least uh, if you don't like what i have to say at the other end of it having give it a lot of thought I'm good with that because that's ultimately what this is about I'm not here to tell you what's right or what's wrong i'm just here to tell you what I think and what I'm seeing uh, what's working for me and what's working for others uh, and if at the end of you giving it some uh, considerable deliberation you don't think that the best thing to invest in is yourself I'm cool with that and if you don't think that the lifeblood of success is accountability I'm good with that as well and if you don't think that the uh, most important thing uh, in an interview is the data and the facts and whether or not somebody has actually solved your problem in the past I'm good with that as well um, but well done at least for giving it uh, some consideration so anyway that's it uh, if you can I'd love your help with YouTube I've been asking uh, really really if you could I'd just uh, ask you to head over to YouTube the Paul Gough subscribe to me on a YouTube channel help me get that back to a thousand uh, subscribers by uh Christmas I promise you we'll keep going with the content we'll keep helping you if you're getting any value from what we do uh, just give us uh, a little gesture of appreciation uh, we'd be very grateful uh, just give us a subscribe over on YouTube and help me get back up to 1000 uh, followers on YouTube since we lost it in the summer what else have I got for you that you could jump on with me uh, sales Bootcamp camp is the next big event 7th and 8th for a, a customer appreciation event we're doing in Orlando send an email paul at paulgoff.com. Uh, 7th and 8th we're going to be on disney springs big hotel down there so it's going to be a fab weekend come on down bring your staff bring your family uh, and just have a great weekend i'll teach you how to sell and how to convert uh, the phone so you can kick off january 2020 uh, with a hell of a lot more confidence and a hell of a lot more skills when it comes to answering the phone which believe me when i say it uh, is for most people all that stands in the way of an extra few thousand dollars in your bank every single month so uh, paul at PaulGoff.com if you want to come to the annual sales boot camp event here in orlando uh, this year i would love to get to meet you face to face and just uh put a name and a face to the listeners anyway that's it for me i'm gonna to have to go i will be back tomorrow with another podcast uh for the weekend for you see you soon thank you for listening to paul goff's audio experience If you're brand new to Paul's world, head on over to paulsmarketingbook.com where you can get started with his number one best-selling marketing book for physical therapists. Or if you've been listening to the show for a while, you like what you hear and you think that you could benefit from this type of help to accelerate the growth and profitability of your practice reach out to paul's team at paul at paulgoth.com and tell us exactly what you're looking for and by the way if you know someone who would benefit from today's show please share it with them and if you've got any questions that you want answered tweet paul at the goth using the hashtag askpg you can also find all of these details over in today's show notes all right until next time have a wonderful day